भागवत गीता चैप्टर थ्री कर्म योगा अर्जुना सेड ओ जनार्दना ओ केशवा वाई डू यू वॉन्ट टू इंगेज मी इन दिस कास्टली वॉरफेयर इफ यू थिंक दैट इंटेलिजेंस इज बेटर देन फ्यूरेटिव वर्क माई इंटेलिजेंस इज बिवल्डर्ड बाई योर इक्वी वोकल इंस्ट्रक्शंस देर फॉर प्लीज टेल मी डिसाइसिवली विच विल बी मोस्ट बेनिफिशियल फॉर मी द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हैड सेट ओ सिनलेस अर्जुना आई हैव ऑलरेडी एक्सप्लेन्ड दैट देर आर टू क्लासेज ऑफ मैन हु ट्राई टू रियलाइज द सेल्फ सम आर इंक्लाइन टू अंडरस्टैंड इट बाई एम्पेरिकल philosophical speculation and others by devotional service not by merely abstaining from work can one achieve freedom from reaction nor by renunciation alone can one attain perfection everyone is forced to act helplessly according to the qualities he has acquired from the modes of material nature therefore no one can refrain from doing something not even for a moment one who restrains the senses of action but whose mind dwells on sense objects certainly deludes himself and is called a pretender on the other hand if a sincere person tries to control the action senses by the mind and begins karma yoga in krishna consciousness without attachment he is by far superior perform your prescribed duty for doing so is better than not working one cannot even maintain one's physical body without work work done as a sacrifice for vishnu has to be performed otherwise work causes bondage in this material world therefore o son of kunti perform your prescribed duties for his satisfaction and in that way you will always remain free from bondage in the beginning of creation the lord of all creatures sent forth generations of men and demigods along with sacrifices for vishnu and blessed them by saying be thou happy by this yagna because its performance will bestow upon you everything desirable for living happily and achieving liberation the demigods being pleased by sacrifices will also please you and thus by cooperation between men and demigods prosperity will reign for all in charge of the various necessities of life the demigods being satisfied by the performance of yagnas will supply all necessities to you but he who enjoys such gifts without offering them to the demigods in return is certainly a thief the devotees of the lord are released from all kinds of sin because they eat food which is offered first for sacrifice others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment virally eat only sin all living bodies sustain on food grains 
which are produced from rains. Rains are produced by performance of yajnas, and yajnas is born of prescribed duties. Regulated activities are prescribed in the Vedas, and the Vedas are directly manifested from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Consequently, the all-pervading transcendence is eternally situated in the act of sacrifice. My dear Arjuna, one who does not follow in human life the cycle of sacrifice thus established by the Vedas certainly leads a life full of sin. Living only for the satisfaction of the senses, such a person lives in vain. But for one who takes pleasure in the self, whose human life is one of self-realization and who is satisfied in the self only, fully sated, for him there is no duty. A self-realized man has no purpose to fulfill in the discharge of his prescribed duty, nor has he any reason not to perform such work, nor has he any need to depend on any other living being. Therefore, without being attached to the fruits of activities, one should act as a matter of duty. For by working without attachment, one attains supreme. Kings such as Janaka attain perfection solely by performance of prescribed duties. Therefore, just for the sake of educating the people in general, you should perform your work. Whatever action a great man performs, common men follow, and whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. O son of Parth, there is no work prescribed for me within all the three planetary systems. Nor am I in want of anything, nor have I a need to obtain anything, and yet I am engaged in prescribed duties. For if I ever failed to engage in carefully performing prescribed duties, O Parth, certainly all men would follow my path. If I did not perform prescribed duties, all these worlds would be put to ruination. I would be the cause of creating unwanted population and I would thereby destroy the peace of all living beings. As the ignorant perform their duty with attachment to results, the learned may similarly act but without attachment for the sake of leading people on the right path. So as not to disturb the minds of ignorant men attached to the fruit of results of prescribed duty, a learned person should not induce them to stop working. Rather, by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage with them in all sorts of activity. The spirit soul, bewildered by the influence of the false ego, thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. One who is in knowledge of the absolute truth, O mighty armed, does not engage himself in the senses and sense gratification. Knowing well the differences between work in devotion and work for fruit of results, Bewildered by the modes of material nature, the ignorant fully engage themselves in material activities and become attached 
but the wise should not unsettle them. Although these duties are inferior due to performers' lack of knowledge. Therefore, O Arjuna, surrendering all your works unto me, with full knowledge of me, without desires for profits, with no claims to the proprietorship, and free from lethargy, fight. Those people who execute their duties according to my injunctions and who follow these teachings faithfully without envy become free from the bondage of fruitive actions. But those who out of envy disregard these teachings and do not follow them regularly are to be considered bereft of all knowledge, befooled and ruined in their endeavour for perfection. Even a man of knowledge acts according to his own nature, for everyone follows the nature he has acquired from the three modes. What can repression accomplish? There are principles to regulate attachment and aversion pertinent to the senses and their objects. One should not come under the control of such attachment and aversion, because they are stumbling blocks on the path of self-realization. It is far better to discharge one's prescribed duties, even though faultily, than another duties perfectly. Destruction in the course of performing one's own duty is better than engaging in another duty, for to follow another path is dangerous. Arjuna said, perplexed, O descendant of Varshani, by what is one impelled to sinful acts, even unwillingly, as if engaged by force? The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, It is lust only, Arjuna, which is born of contact with the material mode of passion and later transformed into wrath, and which is the all-devouring sinful enemy of this world. As fire is covered by smoke, as a mirror is covered by dust, or as the embryo is covered by the worms, the living entity is similarly covered by different degrees of this lust. Thus, the wise living entity's pure consciousness becomes covered by his eternal enemy in the form of lust, which is never satisfied and which burns like fire. The senses, the mind, the intelligence are the sitting places of this lust. Through them, lust covers the real knowledge of the living entity and bewilders him. Therefore, O Arjuna, best of the Bharatas, in the very beginning, curb this great symbol of sin by regulating the senses and slay this destroyer of knowledge and self-realization. The working senses are superior to dull matter. Mind is higher than the senses. Intelligence is still higher than the mind. And he, the soul, is even higher than the intelligence. Remember that. Thus, knowing oneself to be transcendental to the material senses, mind and intelligence, O mighty armed Arjuna, one should steady the mind by deliberate spiritual intelligence and thus by spiritual strength conquer this in 
satiable enemy known as lust. Thank you. That's the end of chapter 3, Karma Yoga.